If you are leading change, building a team, or implementing new procedures, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Organizational Leadership gives you the tools for success. With concentrations in change, global, and servant leadership, you'll get the most relevant training and education to help you tackle any challenge. Visit gonzaga.edu leader and find out how Gonzaga's organizational leadership degree can affect positive change in your life and career. That's gonzaga.edu leader. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby, you're my pearl. Turn it up, turn it up. All covered in cheese. Yes. Oh, guys, welcome. Lovely stuff. How are we doing? Hello, hello. Thanks for coming, Chicago. Could you do me a big favor, seeing as you're wearing the most wonderful hoodie in the world? Could you come over here for just one second? Could you take this microphone and carefully place it in there oh. in case anyone wants to talk to us? Oh, what so a treat. I'm very echoey in this mic. Maybe we can turn down the echo on my mic. It sounds like I'm living in a cave. Um, we just got off a, off a flight from uh, LA to Chicago where they warned us that there would be thunderstorms. The actual, the pilot came on the phone, on the little thing. Normally he speaks from the cockpit. You know, the pilot's like, hey, we're going to go to 35,000 feet. And you're like, yeah, I don't mind. Just get me wherever you want to go. Yeah. Uh, and he came on the phone. Do you remember? Stood, yeah. stood in front of us and said, hi, guys, there's a, there's a threat of thunderstorms and this and that. And I looked at Elijah, who I sat next to, and I was like, I mean... I've never been on a plane where a pilot says that there's going to be a strong threat of thunderstorms. This is we're going to be in for a, a, a bit of a pickle here, and it was smooth sailing, right? Dom, while you were doing that, yeah. and talking to Elijah yeah. and stuff, I was reading a book. Very, <laughs> very kindly bought uh, for me by uh, Don Monaghan, who's sitting on my right here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, the book was The Body. By Bill Bryson. Has anyone read The Body by Bill Bryson? Well, I tell you, it's oh, wonderful. No one in the audience. Wow, it's a great book. If you have a body, then read it, because <laughs> it tells you all about it, how it works and all this and that. And the bit I was reading, right? Yeah, right. Was talking about... World War Two, and there was a guy in a Lancaster bomber, and he was the he was the the back gunner on this Lancaster bomber, and the the room in these little planes was so small that he the back gunner wasn't allowed to put a parachute on, so they get hit, and the plane's on fire, and he goes, oh, I better get out then, and he gets out of his little bit and he goes to get his parachute, Dom. His parachute's on fire. And he thought to myself, well, he thought to himself. Not to you. Not to me. <laughs> I wasn't even born at this point. But he thought to himself, I'm going to jump out anyway, because I'm in a burning plane. I'm better out there than in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said he jumped out, and he said after a little while, he said, I didn't even feel like I was moving. I was just kind of like, you know, 
He said it was it quite peaceful, really. Stasis. And he thought, he says, I didn't want to die, but he said, I was, you know, I was I was in a plane in the war. There's a good, there's a chance. Well, sure. So he did put his mind to it. He sort of, he says, I don't know if I, I passed out or what. He says, but next thing I know, I went through these trees, landed in a snowy hill, sitting down. Wow. Nothing but a sore bum. And a couple of scratches. My God. So the tree and the snow broke his fall. We don't know, Dom. Incredible. Or maybe it just wasn't his time. Right. After the war... Cosmic, very cosmic. After the war, he got a job in a chemical factory. He was unscrewing a thing, accidentally covered himself in sulfuric acid. Still didn't die. (laughs) What a life! Hang on, it's not over. Then one day he gets to work, he's walking into his bit, and a metal pole that weighed like half a ton hit him in the head. He still didn't die. Jeez, oh. He died quietly in his bed when he was 67. Well, oh, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> the things you learn on the friendship. I know. Well, Do hey, you remember let's one bring time, it back to... Oh, go on, go on. Just before we get Please. on to the next thing. Just staying with planes. Do you remember when we were making a trilogy of films called The Lord of the Rings? Mm, what a fantastic series of films. Well, we were down in New Zealand and um, it, we, we had to go all over the place, you know, to be up mountains and on rivers and all that. And one time we had to, uh, we had to be somewhere and, and all the planes were being used. So Pete Jackson arranged us to be on like this 1945 bomber plane. Do you remember that? That they had, I didn't go out the back by the way and fall through a tree. <laughs> but they, they'd made it into like a commercial plane. So the, the stewards and stewardesses were dressed in like 1945, you know, like as if they were in the war or whatever. But the plane had been done up. Oh, no, so wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. As if they were in the war. Well. They're in the war. No. They're not acting like they're in the war. They're in it, surely. This is us in New Zealand. Oh, I thought you Lord were saying... Rings. Remember in the thing, mate. I thought you Are were you giving us... Are you listening here? Not really. I thought you were giving us a Second World War story no, about No, this is us in New Zealand. In bombers and stuff. Do you remember we were on that... I you do like realise that when we were in New Zealand making Lord of the Rings that that wasn't the Second World War. Oh, I do right? know that. I know it felt like the Second World War, I Okay, so go on. This so is we, not we, second Do you remember world. this? No. And we're on Clearly this not. plane. And you know, like a plane sits like that now, but this one sat like that because it just had the little wheel on the back. But we took off and we're off and it was like fun. And we're going to the South Island and everybody's drinking wine and like, whoa, this is great. And we went into this turbulence and it was just going, whoa, and everybody's still, whoa, this is exciting. And then it dropped like, 200 feet or whatever it was. It just went, whoom! And all this wine was on the roof <laughs> yeah, of the plane and stuff. No, I do remember this bit. Because <laughs> I dropped my red wine. I was devastated. I know. It was a lovely glass of Merlot. And do you remember the stewardess who was dressed in 1945 garb was being sick in yeah, the back? she was being sick in the back. I think she passed out. I think she fainted. And we were like, oh, that's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you know. And then the pilot, so it was a small enough plane, like Billy said, the pilot, the plane was small enough that the pilot opened the back door. So let's say this is the pilot flying the plane. He opened the door and he turned around and went, 
Everyone sit down and shut up. That's right. And we were like, oh God, because we were having fun at that point. Whoa, red wine everywhere. Everyone's having a laugh. Whoa, yeah. it's a bit bumpy. And then the pilot was like, everyone sit down and shut up. And we were like, oh, okay. No, I remember I was serious. sitting next to you and you, you went into me and you went, and the laughing stopped. <laughs> <laughs> That was the scariest plane thing I've ever That's done. That's definitely the scariest plane experience I've ever had. Orlando was, was sat near me too, and he grabbed my hand, and uh, he was pretty close to crying, Orlando. Oh. I was like, oh, God, what are we going to do? And I was like, we'll be okay, we'll be okay. Even if we're not going to be okay, let's pretend like we're going to be okay, because <laughs> why does it, it serve us to think that we won't be okay? When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations. Maybe somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. Well, you can talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training and feedback. You'll have your own dedicated HR manager, US-based person dedicated to your business, giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today and see how much Bambi can take off your plate. It's definitely true. HR issue business owners currently have challenges with things like what do employees have to do when remote workers move locations mm -hmm. or employee attendance issues, mm -hmm. whether they come into work or not. And they can also sometimes deal with how do you attract and keep top talent for small businesses. Visit Bambi.com slash onion right now. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot -E com slash onion. Bambi.com slash onion. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges. To succeed, you need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Mm, one of the things that I love about Indeed is the Indeed assessment. So Indeed assessments help take all the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview so that you and them can dive deeper into talking about what is important. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. When you sponsor an Indeed post in the US, you're three times more likely to get a hire, according to Indeed data. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash onion. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash onion. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. 
You need indeed. Hey, Bills. What? Should we do some housekeeping? Housekeeping! How much are you? Peeling the onion. Oh, I was really excited by my harmonies there. It was lovely. I actually, like, I was in the gym the other day, and yeah. I, like, slightly messed up, I would say, the bottom of my boob, the, t- <laughs> the top of my rib cage. It was really painful. I was, like, leaning into something right. to, to try and, like, push something push down. It, down. It was kind yeah. of, a, it was like a two-handed... Like or back, back thing, yeah, bombing yeah. thing, and it really like smashed into the bottom of my my booby. Do you think it's Do you think it's your intercostal muscle? Maybe, but it's sore. I'll have a look at that book I've got, and I'll see if it tells me anything. The Body about it. by Bill Bryson, which I bought for you. Um, but you know what I did? I did this thing that they recommend in terms of like if you if you have an injury or you think that if you think that you've injured yourself or that you think that possibly later on this might turn into an injury, a red, that what happens is the brain sends a message, let's say, to that part of the body, bottom of my boob, top of of my rib cage, to say, ooh, I think we're injured. And your rib cage, bottom of your boob, sends a message back saying, yeah, it feels sore. We need to be mindful of that. Now, at that point, a lot of people in the medical industry say what you need to do is stop those messages from going round and round in a circle. Yeah. Because the brain says we're injured, the yeah. body says we're injured, and it goes backwards and forwards, and it creates this kind of cycle of tension and, and injury. What you want to do is relax, be like, yeah, that hurt, but let's just kind of relax, realize that we're okay, and then the body can start to heal. So what I did was, mm. after I injured myself, mm-hmm. a couple of hours later when it was really hurting, really hurting, mm. I would use the word smiting at that point. Mm-hmm. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it smote me. Yeah. It smoked. Mm-hmm. I had been smoting. Mm-hmm. I just meditated for about 30 minutes on, on the boob. On my booby. I was, <laughs> I was like, it, it's okay. It hurts. It's not going to get any worse. It will probably get better if you just relax and be okay with the fact that it hurts. And you know what? Mm. It didn't do a thing. No. It, <laughs> I, it, actually, it actually helped. So there we go. Now, which part is it of your... What is that system called that like, it looks is it the, Is it the paras, parasympathetic? No, wait, it's easier, an easier word than that. Because oh. I was just reading about it in the body. Yeah, like, right, if so you get a flu, what is it in your body that fights it? Is it what, I thought it was the sympathetic nervous system. No, what's it called? What Hello? Yeah, your immune system. I'm so sorry about me. Yeah, I was too loud, that. Immune system. Yes, the immune system. I was just reading all about that as mm. well. I'll tell you about that later. But well, let's we'll, do it we'll here. I'll read things. a message here, and then we're going we're gonna to very quickly get to uh, the audience. So if anyone has questions in the audience, please feel free to ask us questions. So uh, uh, a question here from Jerry C. in Chicago. I'm That's assuming, in Illinois. I'm assuming that Jerry C. isn't here. No, there's no one here. Um, so Jerry C. said, the legendary Robert De Niro, yeah. the famous Chicago gangster in The Untouchables. I was wondering who Gene and Denver Dave's favorite movie gangsters are in movies. See you in Chicago. So maybe they are coming to Chicago. Well, I mean, is, is this the kind of place where we could have Gene and Denver Dave? I feel like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a place of... Uh, Worship? <laughs> 
Is, there, is everybody over 18? Is anyone under 18? I think, I mean, is Hey, it... Gene. What, do hey. you like them, uh, do you like them gangsters and I like the, uh, I what like you the, like? What do you like? Like anybody else. I like the untouchables, of course. You like the untouchables? I like those, uh, good fellas. The good fellas are the good fellas. Uh, what do you call it? Mean Streets? It's, nah, a, fan it's a fantastic movie. It's a piece of What I like? What do you like? I like I like the Goodwill Hunting. I like the uh, Kings of New York. Do you like the little guy? I like the little what the little. You know the what's little. The what's the little? What's his called? name? Oh, it's the little guy. Oh, the Joe Pesci guy. Hey, you! You You're think King, I'm a clown? The, the casino you like guy. That? Yeah, you, you like know. That? But you know what I really like? What My favorite like? thing. Tell me. On a Friday night. What? Give myself a little uh, single scoop of ice cream. I love that. Vanilla. Yeah, it's a vanilla thing with a little. In, uh, Josh, you know, like a like a like a like a, a, like a, like a caramel, you know, like a little, <laughs> What's your little, little caramel, like a little caramel drizzle thing. I love that. I like to settle down in front of my uh, little couch there with a little a single scoop and some caramel. Hey, what? I like the movie Pretty Woman. You like that? I like that Julia Roberts. You know, she goes yeah, from good. a lady. She's confused. She's like, you know, she's got to make a living. She's on she's the streets doing her thing. She meets a guy. She's like, hey, I kind of like you. He's like, I kind of like you, too. I like you She's like, hey, I don't want to leave that behind. He's like, leave it behind. Hang out with me. She's like, all right, I'll do that. And then later on, that other girl that she likes, she's like, hey, wanna, like, hey wait. You know, are you going to leave me behind? She's like, let's just switch your gear. You know what I mean? He's in the gigolo thing. He's the officer and the gentleman. What are you going to do? So that you the pretty out? woman? Yeah. I like the pretty woman. I thing. never see I watch that. Yeah, that, that uh, Julia Roberts, she looks like she sleeps with, like, a coat hanger in her mouth. Yeah, she got a big mouth. She puts two billiard balls yeah, in there. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so, amazing. Thank you, Jerry C. What a thank fantastic you, question. Um, oh, we've got a question here hey. about a classic dish. Tiffany T. Tiffany T. From Tiffany Chicago, T. Illinois. Hey, by the way, Dom. If this was yeah. a map of the United States of America, yeah, go on. Florida, mm. New York City, mm. California, yeah. where is Chicago? Chicago. Well, well, we're here, so I have, I have looked into this. But I might not get this right, but I feel like Chicago's kind of there. Where? There? No, there. Is it that far over? I'm at, wait, wait. This way. That way. Oh! Hey, hey. I'll give you 7 out of 10, Tom. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't very good. Thank you, audience members. Tiffany T. Tiffany T. in. She's from Chicago as well. Well, Tiffany T. says, Y'all, which I thought was more Southern. Yeah, y'all. It means you all. You all ever try deep dish pizza? It's a Chicago staple. If so, what's your favorite? And do you like it better than New York style? Careful. If you're answering this in Chicago. Now, that's a great <laughs> comment there because a lot of people in Chicago are very inclined to the deep dish pizza. 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 Is that how they pronounce pizza. it here? Are you like pizza, that pizza? pizza. Um, um, no, Johnny uh, Clues. Johnny Clues. He's from us. Chicago. Johnny, Johnny Clues was going to come. We were going to have a special guest. And just so you guys know, it was going to be Johnny Clues. Yeah. Unfortunately, he, he got he, diarrhea. He's uh, had. <laughs> I mean, uh, he actually described it as explosive diarrhea. 
He's uh, on the toilet. Coming out of both ends, both he Both ends, he says. Yeah, both ends. Mm. So he couldn't make it. But he, he wanted us to try a deep dish pizza. Pizza. Um, <laughs> he told I, us where, but I, I can't find it now. I think, I think I've had a deep dish pizza. You if, can't say that. I can't. It makes me feel panicky. I think I've had a deep dish pizza before. Don't think I've really liked it. <gasps> Sorry. The, now, what I know, tons well, I of gas. It's in uh, Chicago. I shouldn't say it in Chicago. Tons of gas in the audience. I think my thing is that... Everything all right? No, sorry, I'm just trying to find John's thing. My, my thing is that I think I might want my pizza to be a little lighter. And obviously, the whole vibe of a deep dish pizza is that each slice is kind of a bit of a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like a few slices and you're in trouble. Have you had a deep dish pizza? I have. And I think if you're hungry, it's good. And if you get a good dough, because you don't want a bad dough, right? filthy. (laughs) God, they're absolutely filthy. But still, they're good for seeing stuff. Not really. (laughs) Give them a clean for you. Thanks very much. Go on. Uh, no, I can't read this. Oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Preamble, preamble, I think, preamble. I think, it, I think he beca- preamble. Oh, there we go. Uh, was it the art of pizza? Art, A R T. I think John says that's so, the place to get it. Yeah, so, art. Oh. Yeah, we were gonna have John come on. We did say to John, as a Chicago uh, native, you decide what we bring on. We've already established. Jardinera, which might be my all-time favorite thing that we've... Yes. Good applause there. Oh, is that from here? Jardinera is from Chicago. Oh, my. My all-time favorite thing that we've ever had on... Yes, over there in the back. Uh, my wife on eats w. it like it's candy floss. I, I, I probably eat a big jar in a month. I love it in pasta, in rice, eggs, in scrambled eggs. Yes, madam. Jardinera. Have you never tried it? Oh, it's... It's a Chicago staple. Where's Louisiana? It's my hand. Um, it is basically a combination of carrots, celery, and chili peppers in olive oil. And obviously, the oil gets hotter and hotter the longer that it's in the chili. So you end up with really hot chili oil, which is fantastic and you can use for cooking. But the vegetables, carrots, celery, anyone else know what, what else is in there? Chilies? Hello? Uh, cauliflower, jalapenos, cauliflower, jalapenos. lovely stuff. Hang on. I feel like I mean, we're being shot there. <laughs> Someone's shooting us with vegetables. Cauliflower! <laughs> Carrots! Um, it's fantastic with scrambled eggs. I taught uh, Elijah my scrambled egg dish yesterday. So Elijah was cooking for his young family yesterday. And when we were in Denver, I said to Elijah, I have an amazing scrambled egg. Uh, it's not even a recipe. It's a method. It's not even a different way of cooking. Well, it actually, it is a different way of cooking scrambled eggs. But it's not. It includes just scrambled eggs. That's it. And I was like, it's just a way of cooking it. You get as much air in it as possible. So I was talking Elijah through it yesterday, and he smashed it, and he loved it, and he and he said he'll never cook scrambled eggs again. And I said to him, if you want to take it to the next level, get a jar of jardinera, and when you're finished with those scrambled eggs, just put a tiny little dollop of jardinera on top. It's insane. Yeah, it's changed my life. But if we were going to have deep dish pizza, where would we get it in Chicago? 
Well, fight, fight, fight. Giorgio's. Deepness. Gino's. Illuminati. What? Fino's. Whoa. There's a lot of Gino's. I'm going to go to Gino's. Is it nearby? Do they deliver? What should I have on it? No, he doesn't eat meat. He doesn't eat... Well, you've been eating a no, little bit of meat, but... I've been back to eating meat. But not, you're not a massive meat eater. I, I'm, I'm eating a oh, lot Oh, he's a of massive meat eater. I don't know what happened. I was vegetarian for 15 years, and then, I, I don't know, a cow looked at me the wrong way or something. <laughs> don't know it, what happened. It can happen. It can happen. We've got our final question here before we move on to... Um, Let's have, let's have questions from the, the audience. Just calm down, I Billy. I mean, they, they're all here. Why would relax we for a second? Oh, please, Dom. So John James from Oak Park in Illinois, Chicago, said, I'm not sure if you've seen the Chicago flag. Didn't even know that Chicago had a flag. Sorry. And he said, perhaps I'm biased. I think it's one of the coolest flags in the United States. I was wondering what your favorite flags are and why. Well, well, that's a good question on flags. I <laughs> I enjoy a Japan flag. I well, know Billy yes. does too. The uh, the land of the uh, rising sun. That's a wonderful flag. Um, I enjoy a Cameroon flag. They have a wonderful flag. There's um, a shag. 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 You're drunk. Flag of Chicago. Is that it? Four stars. Does it? Do we know what the four stars represent? Hang on. Well, everyone just calm down for a second. Why we, don't you go to the, the We've mic. got the Chicago this is a, this fire. This is the kind of, um, Please this is approach the kind the of information we need. The, the four stars represent four significant events in the history of Chicago. We've established the Chicago fire. Please go on, my dear. Come on. Do you the know mic. the other three? If not, you can just give us what you have. Yes. And Okay, Chicago, Chicago fire. Does fire. anyone else know? Yes. Please. Could you please go over to the mic before Billy assaults you? The, Col <laughs> the Columbian Exposition, yep. Fort Dearborn, and then the World's Fair. Fantastic. The Chicago World's Fair. Uh, wait, was it Fort, Fort Dearborn? What? what? What's Fort Dearborn? It was like the first fort built in Chicago, and it was like the first, like, I, like, col like colony kind of thing going Br on. Brilliant. And then nice. the one before that, my darling, sorry. The Columbian Exposition, because we had two World's Fair, so it was the Columbian Exposition and the World's Fair. Clearly a very Lovely. intelligent woman there. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, oh, hold on, Dom. Two blue stripes. Do, would you like to approach the mic? <laughs> Hang on. Wonder Woman coming over. Mighty Wrong. Thor, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Tom. I stand corrected. This is the wrong room to get that <laughs> stuff from. Sorry about that. I only saw you for a flash second. It's okay. Um, the two blue lines are for the two rivers that we have. Which are, hold on. Which are? Two rivers that run through Chicago. Yes, I know this because I'm good on rivers. It's the hairy and the asshole. No. <laughs> Was I close? Chicago River and my now that I'm up here, any Fox River, I think. Yeah. Fox River. But the two blue lines represent the two main rivers. And here's something Chicago about area. a river that runs through Chicago you might not know. It's one of the few rivers that runs backwards. Yes, it is. It's one of the craziest things about Chicago that all the water runs uh, away from the direction that you would expect. 
And what? that means time goes the opposite way. Yeah. If you go in that river. Hey, Billy, it's been hot, hasn't it? Yeah. Roasting hot. And one of my little life hacks is to have a liquid IV in the morning. Oh, we love it, dog. Especially before the gym. You've been bulking. <laughs> I've been going to the gym quite a lot, too. It's important to stay hydrated. Liquid IV, fantastic little sachet. You pour your powder into your water. Some amazing flavors. They've got Concord grape. Lemon, lime, pina colada, tropical punch, just to mention a few of the 10 flavors that they have. I always have a couple of packets there, Dom, because I love them. As you say, first thing in the morning, if you're waking up and you feel like, oh, I feel a bit dehydrated. Mm. Hey, maybe you've had a glass of wine. Maybe you've had mm -hmm. a couple of glasses of wine. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Or if you're at the gym, I just sip on a bottle that I have some liquid IV and some water. Fantastic. Some of my favourites, I like I like when they're refreshing, like the lemon and lime, grape, watermelon. My wife likes guava, okay. acai. Mm. There's a pina so, colada one, very tasty. Pina colada. Mm. So there's all sorts of different flavours. It's fantastic. It comes in little pouches, so you don't have to measure anything out. Liquid IV is amazing. Yeah, it contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12 and vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drink, and it's made with premium ingredients, and it's non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy-free, soy-free. Fantastic. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code ONION at the checkout. That's 15% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code ONION at liquidiv.com. Well, William, you and I travel a lot. We've been very lucky in our lives. We're in and out of airports, mm -hmm. international and domestic. We're in hotels all the time. And let me tell you, one of the first things that I do when I get to an airport or a hotel, I turn on my ExpressVPN. And it's just one click of the button, you're totally secure. Well, you should do that, mm -hmm. Dom, because I tell you, anytime you join an unencrypted network, whether you're in a cafe, a hotel, an airport, yeah. all your online data is not secure. Oh. Anyone can steal your personal data, passwords, financial details. I don't want that. Oh, yeah, it can all go. No. And it doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. All somebody needs is some cheap hardware and they can get all your data. And your data is valuable. Yeah. Hackers make up to $1,000 per person selling your information on the dark web. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. No. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing, ExpressVPN. Like I yeah. said, very easy to use. One click of the button, it creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers don't have a chance to steal any of your sensitive information. And it works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and you can stay secure everywhere you go, feel happy anywhere you are. Exactly. Keep your passwords yeah. and you can bank online. It's a great thing. ExpressVPN. Mm -hmm. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash onion. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash onion. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash onion. Is there any questions? Does anybody get any questions that they'd like us to answer or at least try? Billy and I There's were There's a microphone there. Yes. Let's do three questions before we do a tongue twister, yeah, which on, I think on. you'll be awful at yeah, today. Um, Billy and I were saying backstage uh, before the show began, we, we, don't need, we, you, we don't need to just do three. You guys can just line up and we can do it. But we were saying in such an intimate incredible audience we should try and answer as many questions as we can from the people in the room do you know what i mean so, so 
My darling. Hi. Uh, did you know Sean Aston has a picture of that flight to Wellington in his book? Could I see it, please? <laughs> I did not know that. Is there that. red wine on the ceiling? Hang on a second. There it is. Is that the one? That's, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and there's your makeup artist. Yeah, that's Lenore. Lenore. There's Billy. There's that's, that's Sean Astin's little daughter. Uh, Flying from Wellington to Tiano. Tiano. In a 1942 DC-3, this was always a scary flight, but on this particular trip, we hit a storm and made an unscheduled landing in Queenstown. There was a terrible smell of... Tears. <laughs> Can't believe Sean wrote that. Yeah. Hey, Fantastic. thank Hello. you for that. Thank you. Uh, dressed as Princess Leia in uh, A New Hope. Yeah, that's See? right. See? Sometimes I get it right. This is a very deep cut, Ooh. but in the fan commentary, which I've watched about a thousand times, you guys talked about making up a complex game to prank, I think, Elijah, but it was definitely one of your um, castmates, and you also fooled him into doing a fake interview. What's the best prank you guys pulled on the Lord of the Rings set? Well... <laughs> I mean, we did mess around a little bit, but the the best prank is Hans Jensen, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that's the, best. the killing joke. I call it. <laughs> it's, it's the, the best prank I've ever seen. We're in the moment. This is this is what's beautiful about those those moments. And someone was asking me about this the other day at a convention, uh, in terms of how that all happened. And I just said it just it just happened. It just came out of nowhere. Billy and I were approached by a publicist that w I believe was working for New Line because we were working for New Line at the time doing press in Europe and Elijah was in New York doing Saturday Night Live and he had been rehearsing but a few hours or a couple of hours before the, before the show of Saturday Night Live he was doing press so he was, Elijah was expected to do a few hours of press for Lord of the Rings and then go into his performance on Saturday Night Live. And it was going to take him into midnight, one in the morning. And he was jet lagged. And he was exhausted, like we all were, from doing a press thing. And she actually said to Billy and I, can you just go into that room and say hello? Can you just go in and say hello? Say, hey, Elijah, we love you. How's it going? Are you good? Oh, well, yeah, we're getting the same questions as you. And, you know, it's crazy. And we can't wait to see you in wherever, London, Sydney, Japan, wherever we were going. And we were like, yeah, yeah, of course we'll do it. And she left, and Billy and I were chatting, didn't think anything of it. And then when she came back, I remember saying to her, wait, so how does it work? Elijah chats to us, we chat to him. And she was like, yeah, Elijah chats to, all, uh, to you guys, but he can't see you. All he can see is a camera. You can see him. On a, on, a, on a TV screen, but he can only see a camera pointing towards him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and to give Billy his credit, because, you know, Billy always tries to, tries to live in a place of not doing anyone any harm. I was like, I'm going to mess with him here. And Billy's like, you know what? You, you should do that. I, I do remember that. I do remember because I was like, "Come on, let's go." And also, it. I think we said if both of us went in, he would know. He would probably know. 
Yeah, because he'd be like, it's normally one person interviewing yeah, someone. So and suddenly two, two people are interviewing. Kind of know who it is. And Billy was like, you know what, go do it. So I went in with nothing, with nothing. I just, I pretended like I had papers and I pretended like I, I had a, uh, something to present. And what I, was, what I was desperately trying to do in those questions was see if Elijah could work out it was me. Because even though I was talking in this like German accent, <laughs> oh my God. I, I figured if I would ask him a question that only I would know, <laughs> he would say, ah, it is dumb. <laughs> but he never did. And, the, the, and I, was, I, was, I ramped up the questions to see if he would figure it out. And he, would, he never figured it out. So and, and the whole when will you wear wigs thing, this, so this happened from Elijah and Billy and Sean and, and Orlando and Vigo and I would, would jump in and out of these interviews for years, for two or three years running. And it would be us in LA, in, in London, in, in Berlin, in Japan, in Sydney. And we would all have, we would all be in different states of hair cuts. And sometimes Elijah or I or Billy would be in a, a, a Hobbit wig and then not a Hobbit wig and then a hoodie and all this kind of stuff. So what I wanted to say to Elijah at the start of those questions as a confused German interviewer was, how does that work? How does your hair go from short to long and long to short? And I wanted Elijah to like be annoyed by the fact that, well, clearly we're wearing wigs and it's, I'm not Frodo, I'm a different person. So I said, do you wear wigs? And he said, no, I do not. And I thought, yes, he does. I've, I've seen him wear wigs. So I go, have you worn wigs? Knowing that he had wear wig, worn wigs. And he goes, no, I have not. And I think, yes, you have. I've been on set with you. You've worn wigs for like a year and a half. So I go, will you wear wigs? Like, <laughs> is, there an, is there a chance in the future when you might wear wigs since I've seen you do it in our present? And Elijah goes, Maybe. And then I go, then will you wear wigs? And then Elijah goes, bah! So it honestly just organically happened. And it was, not, it was not something that I came up with. But I was fully aware that this joke had somehow spiraled out of complete control in the moment. And it was, it was one of my favorite moments to be in the moment because it just happened and it just happened to be funny. You know? Very funny. Thank you, guys. You're Thanks. the funniest and best hobbits. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, 12-year-old me right now is going insane. I love it. <laughs> um, my question is, like, obviously, I liked Lord of the Rings since I was a kid. I read the books. Everyone was reading Harry Potter, and I said, why would you read that when you can read Tolkien? Um, so the battles are always my favorite. Can you just talk about, like, doing the battle scenes, whether it was Moria, Helm's Deep, and Elplaner Fields? I want to hear all about that. Because I'm well, so badass. The annoying thing is that we weren't allowed to be any good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we had to be rubbish at sword playing. And, and, uh, and I was actually, I, I used to do competitions. I used yeah. to do sword I mean, But Billy is probably objectively the best swordsman in the fellowship. And you had to be probably the second or third Probably worst. worst. Yeah, maybe, maybe the worst, yeah. But we were lucky enough that we got to work with um, Bob Anderson who taught everyone from, you know, Darth Vader, Errol Flynn, wow. Princess Bride. He did all that swordplay. 
And uh, just sitting talking to him was some of my yeah. favourite times on what set. A wonderful man. And he he was always laughing because I wasn't allowed to do anything. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, hit someone with a, a stone or something. And I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it was a drag. Also, I think Pete was very very um, aware that the hobbits represented this sense of innocence in war. So for the four of us to show up on the battlefield in a way that, you know, maybe the two of us even, because Frodo and Sam really didn't, they were on their own really journey. They never got involved in the, in the planes of battle. I think he wanted Merry and Pippin to be very kind of just disorientated, confused, completely kind of, you know, lost in the moment in the same way that maybe a, a naive private in the army might be. So like Billy said, we find ourselves in regalia, in armor, with a helmet, with a sword, and Pete is saying, just look like you don't know what you're doing. And we're like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like my helmet either. I was oh. always trying to take it off, and he's like, Pete really likes helmets. <laughs> he, loves oh he loves you. And one time, I went to Weta to get my helmet, you know, which ended up being that sort of Gondorian. But as it's written in the book, it says it has wings on the side, magnificent wings and all that. And they made this this helmet that had wings, like that. And oh. I don't have a very big head. <laughs> and I thought it was a joke when I put it on. I was like, and these guys are amazing, yeah. the stuff that they made. But yeah. I put this helmet on, it was like that. Oh. And I, I saw was like, it, I saw it, it was brilliant. Billy actually said to me, I think this is a wind-up. I thought it, I thought it was yeah, a joke, it was but it, 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 it wasn't. And that, they'd, they'd made it like it was written in the book, yeah. But, yeah. but then they just made little wings, sort of metal ones. I mean, with the original, if, they, if they'd have thrown you off a high hill, I think you would have made your way down. I could have flown. <laughs> like a paper airplane. Yeah. You know? That's probably what happened to that guy in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for your Thank question. You. Thank we better you. watch them. We'll do, well, I think, just one more question. Well, then we there's do, other things to do. Why don't, we do, why don't we do questions during our Billion Dom Eat the World? We could, do, we could get a combo. We could eat. And uh, but I really want to do the um, tongue twister because I feel as if your mouth really? isn't working great. No, my mouth is terrible today. I had one so I, I think I might win this. Do we have a... Do we have a we do. Well, do we have darling, a, darling, before we do twister. a tongue twister, what's your name and where would you come okay. from? Okay, my name is Lana. I'm from Detroit. So Hi. my my hand is a map of Michigan. I'm from here. Lovely stuff. <laughs> and Michigan, that's what people say, isn't it? Michigan. They say it's like a hand. Michigan. Yep. Michigan. Do mm -hmm. you know I've got relatives in Michigan, oh, wow. so I used to go quite a lot. Mm. Sweet. I know Michigan really well, mm. but I call it Michigan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that um, well. Where uh, Mount Clemens. Yep. You know my, Mount my, Clemens? My, my, yeah. Not yeah. my side of town, but yeah, definitely. I know where my I used to hang Oh, don't. He there. doesn't know it. Don't act like he knows <laughs> it. And there's like, a, do you know a mountain that I know in a city that my family came from that I've never been to? There's a German town there, isn't there? Frankenmuth. What? Is it, I think it's Frankenmuth. 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 And mm -hmm. they have an all year round Christmas oh, yeah. store. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't what? even get. Yeah. <laughs> Look, see, there he is. There's Santa Claus. <laughs> the Santa Claus. Well, uh, what, do you have a question, my yes, dear? Yes. Um, I hope it, I don't know if any uh, if anybody would remember this from the an episode of the podcast. Um, 
the funniest thing I think I heard on the podcast was Billy talking about this elderly gentleman on Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. And, and, and the Clove of Garlic. If you haven't heard it, you look it up. Um, I'm not going to repeat what you right. said. Did you but see, has anybody you found a clip of this anywhere online? Because I searched for it. And I couldn't that, find it. it. Does anyone know what she's talking What was your name again? Sorry. Lana. What Lana's talking about. Honestly, I think Billy's made this up. I did not make it up. <laughs> There's a show in Britain called the Antiques Roadshow. What? Yeah. yeah, they have it here. They have, they it, have here. it here. And people come and they bring something, you know. Mm. Oh, I've got these. I've got this kettle that my mm. gran left me, or, or egg cups, or a painting. And the guy looks at it and goes, mm, This was made in 1875. Well, do you have to make that noise? <laughs> and uh, everybody just wants to know how much it's worth. That's all anybody yeah, watches all it for. And uh, they'll say, that's worth $400. And the guy's like, ooh. Oh, it ooh, cost right. me $22. Brilliant, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay. But one time I was watching it, and a guy was there with, like, some pottery or something. And then he started to, and, and he was an old man. He was maybe 80. And he said, you look very healthy. He says, I've never been sick a day in my life. And the guy says, that's, that's amazing. How, what do you, what do you, how is that, how can that happen? And and he says, I take a clove of garlic every morning and I put it up my bum. <laughs> and the, you could see the Antiques Roadshow guy was a bit shocked because he's just wanting to tell people how much pottery is worth, you know? So he didn't really know what to say. And he, he said, a, a single clove of garlic? Yes. He says, I take a single clove of garlic and I put it up my bum. And I remember watching it thing, and I had a lot more questions. But the antique roadshow guy didn't. He just left it at that. And uh, no one seems to be able to find this footage. Yeah, I think he's made it up. I've honestly. not made that up. You could not make that up. No, you could. You would hope not. I you want to find it. Well, what a fantastic Tongue twister. Tongue twister. Thank you, my dear. We will get to these questions. Steve, we'll just, we'll do, yeah, in just. fact, what, what's your name and where do you come from? Uh, Beverly. And Hi, Beverly. And I came from Louisiana. Hi, Louisiana. 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 Now, if you don't mind, uh, Beverly. Beverly? Yes. Beverly. Yes. Uh, if you don't mind, Beverly, we need a judge mm. whenever we do a uh, tongue twister because Dom is very, very hard on me. I'm very hard. I'm very yeah. hard. Very strict. Beverly, would you like to join us on stage? Oh, oh my God. Come on, come with us. Well, you need the mic though, won't you? Oh, there's a mic right here. Oh. Testing, testing. Hiya, Beverly. Come on, Beverly. Come on, Beverly. Come, come on, on Beverly. The wonderful Beverly. Let's Give her bring a round up the, the tongue Thank twister. Thank you. Come sit with us, Beverly. Now, Beverly. The rules are, Beverly, we're going to read this tongue twister. We're going to read it. Are we going to read it three times? We're going to read it three times in a row. Now, Beverly, if anyone gets any of these words wrong, you have to say, no, that doesn't work for me. You can wait till the end if you want. Or while they're doing it, you can say, no, that's not right. And if someone gets to the end three times in a row, then we're going to find out how we do on the clock. And it's a competition between Billy and I. We would also really like it if you would play with us. So maybe you can do the third go. Oh, yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> Who's going first, though? Well, dealer's choice. It's not me. I'll go first. I don't. William, I think I'm you should. Feel, I'm feeling quite articulate. Yes, yes, you're quite, you're quite bullshit tonight. 
Okay. I need a three, two, one, and have, then I'll do it, Dom. Okay, and, and we're okay on the clock over there, everyone. Wonderful stuff, team. Okay, I'll give you three, two, one, and I'm, oh. then, then, no, no, I'll give you that. Right. And then what I'm going to give you is a little gift. What's that? Is a go. I'm going to give you a three. No, I don't want to go. So just three, because, two, one. Uh, because go will be me saying F. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Ready? Yep. Beverly, if there's any faults in his diction, I'll leave that with you. Remember, say, I have an accent. Just simply say no. <laughs> just simply say no. Okay. Ready, yes. Bills? Yes. Three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? Fantastic! Uh, 14 seconds. That was perfect. 10 out of 10. We're getting, we're getting a, a go from uh, Beverly there. That's Thank 100% I got. How fast was that? 14, 14 seconds. seconds. Nobody could believe it could be done in 14 seconds. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> could believe that. My glasses nearly flew off there. I, I got so excited. You're a little bit of a mathematician, but do you, do you know what 14 divided by 3 is? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> Anyone? 12... Point it can't twel- be 12. You did it in 14 four, seconds. 4.666. A go. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready, Dom? Right, Are you really three, ready? Two, I'm ready. A three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching which watches, which witch would watch which no. watch? What? <laughs> It was going well as well. It was what? going well. Beverly, Beverly, no, Beverly, come back, come back, Beverly. What did I do, Beverly? What Everything was wrong. You added an extra S. Really? Yeah. Where? Beverly, all right. I lost track after that. Okay. All right, Beverly. My God. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching which? Oh, fucking uh. hell! <laughs> What do you think of that, Beverly? It's my last go. Uh, no. I was terrible language no, as right. well. It was we like Jean and Dave. It's all right, because I respond very well under Taters. pressure. Taters. Okay. Dom, this is your last go. Yeah, I understand. There is no go after this one. Three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch two? Ah! The champion! Champion! Beverly. That's the first time he's beaten me. Now over to Beverly. Do you want to take this match or this match? Would you like a Is three two one? Okay? Yeah, that works. Okay. Right? Would are you, you like a three two are one? Are you ready for this? Sure, I'm not ready for this, but there I will give it a try. Let's go. All right. Lovely. What a lovely, warm Chicagoan applause there. Okay, Beverly, you ready? Three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches no, were watching. No, no, witch. No, that was fine, Dom. Dom. It's just because I lost. 
<laughs> like, let's get the, let's get this straight. You cannot win now. Okay. Th- there is no winning for you here. I'm so, I'm, I, Beverly, I, I, I apologize. apologize. I apologize as well. I'm so sorry. That okay. one doesn't count. I, I'm a sore loser too. Sorry, Beverly. All right, here we go. Bills. Count a Beverly. three, two, one. If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? If two witches were watching two watches, which witch would watch which watch? Ah! Thank you, Beverly. Tremendous. Thank you, Beverly. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Beverly. Amazing. We've obviously got a gift for you, but I don't know what it is, and it'll come later. (laughs) Hey, Bills. (gasps) Oh, lovely. Oh. Oh, she's a Pippin fan. Billy. She must be Scottish. Look at her hair. Must have, she must have fantastic taste in hey, men. Oh, yeah. Hey, we should eat the world. We've got no time. One question and then eat the world. Okay. You said. One question. I feel like Wait, I'm Beverly, done. get out of there, Beverly, Beverly for God's You're sake. Enough. Jeez, You've already on, won the, the whole podcast. All right. Sorry, Beverly. Don't worry, it's only a line. Hello. Hi, I'm Paulina. I'm from Chicago. Hi. Um, being that this is a podcast about friendship, one of the first things we ask our new friends as a litmus test is what Tim Curry movie uh, you recognize. Like, what, which movie do you associate with Tim Curry? What's the mm. first one? Oh, wow. That's, what a great I don't answer. like being part of a litmus test. Come on. I feel but as I if I, w- be I won't be allowed friend. to join your friendship. Come on. Is no, it it's okay? okay? It's okay. Um, what a great actor. Uh, in, in a lot of different like forms as well, a great a great musical actor as well Tim as Tim Curry, a, Tim Curry, uh, as well as a great character actor and, and a scary actor. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention three things and then I'm gonna like isolate one. Legend was the first thing yeah. okay. that I saw him in, and he's legitimately terrifying as the kind of devil character in Legend. Rocky Horror Picture Show is. Yeah! An incredible film across the board. Absolutely fantastic. But for me, the thing that I identify with Tim Curry the most is probably Clue. He's just so madcap and so... He runs that whole thing. It's, it's a film completely existing out of control. And one of the few things that is in control, even though he's not really handling it, is the butler, is Tim Curry, and he's so fantastic in that film. Really? Do you know something I've noticed over the 20 years that we've known each other? Uh, yeah. If anybody asks you for one thing, you always <laughs> give them three or four. It's true. It's really hard for me to double down on anything. But I'm glad you answered first, because I was going to say Edward Scissorhands, because mm. I thought you were talking about that director. What's his name? Oh, Tim Burton. Yeah, that's somebody totally different. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. Oh. What a movie. What? What? <laughs> what a movie. Ooh. Yeah. Well, just so Fantastic. you know, you're both past the litmus, litmus test. Yay. Thank you. Well, listen, we're going to eat the world. Let's eat the world. We only have five minutes Billy and left. Dom eat the world. We've brought a Chicago, would you say Chicagoan? Is that right? Or Chicago? Chicagoan. 
What do people from Chicago Chicago called? What's the what are they called? Chicagoans, right? So we we've brought, got a Chicagoan we've thing. Brought a Chicagoan staple, which is the whole uh, salt and sweet popcorny thing. But what's it? You you had it a second ago. Oh, has everybody it. got some? It's, uh, people, right? Well, You're allowed to back. open them now, but not eat them yet. Only open and smell. I was saying to Billy... Get it here, Dom. Oh, no. Is I'm this, starving. What, is this for the two of us? Yeah. I was saying to Billy, I was lucky enough one time to... Oh, hello. I was lucky enough one time to have been invited to a kind of... Uh, kind of gifting suite where they kind of give out free stuff, you know. It's usually kind of like nonsense stuff like, you know, shampoo and conditioner and moisturizer and stuff. And every so often you get stuff where you think, oh, it's quite good, like headphones or popcorn. And one time I was given a gallon, two gallon actually, Mm. size bucket of this popcorn, the whole cheesy caramel popcorn. And I had to throw it out halfway through because I liked it so much that I would come downstairs and before breakfast, I would be like, well, I'll just have a three or four mouthfuls. <laughs> and that would be my breakfast, which is not recommended, Bills. But anyway. Let me to... tell you about it, John. Yeah, please. I'll have a, a mouthful. Huh? The salt and sweet mixture is a staple in the city, particularly around the holidays, thanks to Garrett Popcorn, known colloquially, as in locally, as Garrett's, which has been serving up gourmet popcorn in downtown Chicago for over 70 years. The popcorn chain is now a windy city institution, but its origins actually can be traced back to Milwaukee where the Garrett family held a competition to see who could make the most delicious caramel corn. That burst the recipe, now known in the stores as Caramel Crisp, which officially made its debut when the family moved to Chicago and opened their first store in the Loop on Madison and State in 1949. Try that. Right, here we go. You know what I think? What I mm-hmm. think you guys do... In America, in the United States of America, better than anyone else, because there are other places in the world where mm. there are certain flavor mm. combinations that I prefer. There are places that do spicy better. There are mm. places that do rice dishes better, or obviously pasta better. What you guys do better than anyone else on the planet is a combination of sweet and savory. I think you guys oh. do that better than anyone else. The whole peanut butter and jelly, the whole... Caramel corn and cheese oh, corn. Oh, dumb. Yeah, I know. You guys like so to do, you know that whole like, sometimes you'll, you'll add like a, a honey to a bacon or a maple syrup to a bacon or a marshmallow to a sweet potato. And initially you're like, wait, what? That's weird. But the great thing about you guys as a country is you're like, yeah, we don't have to explain ourselves. It tastes good. <laughs> Try it. And it does taste good. And we are trying it. It's fantastic. Isn't that great? In movie theatres in Britain, you can get salty and you can get sweet popcorn. And I always ask them to do 50-50. And that's exactly what this is. Give us a question while we're eating. Come Mm. on. What do you think of this? Fantastic. Mm. So hi, I'm uh, Tony from Wisconsin. And uh, on the sweet question, uh, this one's been keeping me up for 
you know, three o'clock, four o'clock for the past couple of nights. Uh, is the gingerbread man made of house or is his house made of flesh? Good question. That's profound. What do you think? My God. <laughs> that is so tasty as well, Willem. Mm. I think... God almighty. <laughs> I think that, well, the gingerbread man is the first thing, right? Surely they didn't create a gingerbread house and then go gingerbread. Well, maybe they did. Well, he must have been in a gingerbread hospital. <laughs> right, he, he must have born. been born to a gingerbread parents. But didn't they live in a gingerbread house? And was there a gingerbread doctor? Right. I mean... That's an extremely profound and confusing question. Can we get back to you on that one? Yeah, you can. Well, we'll answer that at a different... um, Thanks for stomping us. No, it's a good one, though. It's good. It's it's like a modern-day chicken and the egg thing, isn't it? Dom, let's give it some scores. Really, are we done? Should we get one more question before this goes? Yeah, that's what I mean. Come on, let's get one more. What does everybody think of this, anyway? Yeah, is everyone eating it? Is everyone enjoying it? You guys, I'm sure you guys are all used to it. good. Hmm? I don't want chocolate. I don't want chocolate on my fingers when I'm eating popcorn. I need to have a little popcorn fork. I don't want that. William, there's a young lady over there. Oh, sorry. Hello. What's your name and where'd you come from? Um, I'm Catherine, and I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Yeah. Do you uh, know the Do you know the German town? Yes, Frankenmuth. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my question is, is with most PG-13 movies, you can sneak in the word fuck. So um, if you could sneak in the word fuck for one of your lines of Lord of the Rings, uh, which one would it be? It's a great question. We've explored this a couple of times on the podcast. Have you seen a (laughs) t-shirt? No. Yeah! What's up, ladies? Have you worn wigs? Yay! I saw one the other day that made me laugh. It's not a line from Mary, but it's just a, it, it is a line in the film. It's a line from Frodo at the very end of Return of the King. Instead of what we hear in the actual film, Frodo just leans towards Sam and says, Go on, Sam. Give uh, Rosie a fingers. No, no. I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you need people of intelligence <laughs> on this sort of fucking <laughs> mission quest thing. Brilliant. Thank you. While we get while we get ready to wrap up here and give scores, I'm going to say one more thing about this amazing popcorn that we're eating now, which is from mm. uh, the Garrett. It's from Garrett Popcorn. So I say there is nothing like this sweet and salty combination, says a spokesman from Garrett Popcorn. It's a great surprise. Once you taste it, who knew that the real Wisconsin cheddar cheese and wholemeal caramel would be so delicious together? There's a bit of a badge of honor that comes from being the one who introduced a Garrett mix to another. They'll remember that gift forever. So will you remember that we had this in Chicago? I certainly will. I've, I've, had, it, I've had it before, but I don't think you have, right? It's I don't fantastic. think I have, and it is absolutely fantastic. Very Moorish. It. All right, we'll give it some scores. Do you have a question, sir? We'll give it some scores while we, give it, uh, yeah. while we answer this question. Uh, 
My name is Jay, and I'm from Chicago. Hey! What, bro? I was wondering, in the extended series, uh, um, sorry, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> in the uh, Two Towers movie, um, the orc, uh, one of the Orkai um, feeds Mary uh, Grog, and I was wondering, what did they use to um, uh, chug you down with that Grog? What did they use? So... <laughs> so, so to answer this, Popcorn, we've been asked this question a lot. And I actually struggled for an answer. So I reached out to Mark Ordesky, who was one of the producers of the film, a few months ago, just after he came on our podcast. I said, Mark, do you happen to know what Billy and I would, were drinking, were forced to drink by the Urukai? Because it's kind of slipped my mind. I, I would guess, but it wouldn't be right. Mark Ordesky got back in touch with me. And he said, it was, as far as they know from the crew, a combination of prune juice and flat, fizzy soda. So, so I'm assuming, a f maybe, let's say for the sake of argument, a flat Coca-Cola that's yeah. been shaken up and all the fizz has come out of it, mixed with prune juice. So you're getting, yeah, you're getting a sickly sweet kind oh, of thing, <laughs> but with a little bit of, and I'm going to use one of my favorite words here, viscosity. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, so we give it some scores. Bills. Flavor. Taste and or flavor. Taste. Hell, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10. Whoa! Not been many other words. I'll give it a 9.9. .9. Fucking hell. It is amazing. We're going out for dinner with, with Sean and Elijah tonight, and I'm going to have no appetite, so I'm going to stop now. Right, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetics. The look of the tin and the look of the popcorn. <laughs> But also the look of the tin, you've got a bright yellow mm -hmm. with a kind of deep caramel. Oh. Oh, God. Rather, rather unattractive. <laughs> but like three times as tasty. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great tin and it's a great look. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Well, no wonder, Dom, because that's lovely, isn't yeah, it? It's the, lovely. The flavor. And then uh, in the picture of Chicago on mm. the front, the, the birthplace of modern architecture. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the fireworks, I've got to give that a nine. Oh, it's a nine, is it? And then your favorite category, usefulness. Is it useful? Wait, just before we answer, is it useful? Let's have our final question of the evening. Ah. Hello, in your wonderful rainbow tie over there. What's your name and where did you come from? Um, my name is Nicole, and I'm Hi. from the Chicago area. Oh, hello. From the Chicago area. Um, my question's kind of specifically for Dom. Oh, good. Um, Stay out of it. <laughs> so, not everybody may know that you're also a poet. Mm. And so I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but um, I wrote sort of a thank you slash poem sort of for you specifically for all of the poetry that you share on your social media oh and i wondered whether or not i could give it to you oh well you can would you like to read it or is that too intimate i mean i could uh, look, but i want i still want to give it to you well i would of course <laughs> like to receive it if you would like to read it out please but if you'd rather not read it out then that's fine too it's whatever you want to do I can read it. Okay, do come you, on. Do you, do you want Who doesn't want to end the show with a poem? Um, Does it start with um? <laughs> no, but I'm going to read the title first. Okay. 
from one poet to another. Mm. In the echo chamber void of isolation, downtime, and internet wormholes, watching conspiracy theories and misinformation news stories chase each other like an endless overos, lost in the space between heartbeats, shattered by a sea of scattered pixels. Your poetry is the lifeblood I seek, this promise of mutual humanity. A whispered defibrillation sparked by inspiration and imagery, rhythm and vocabulary. This snapshot of a mental process shared with the world in Polaroid sincerity. Whether it's the ghost in your heart, a feather floating in a glass jar, or a crush leaving the party with an umbrella and a coat made of treacle and starlight. There's kinship in the details beacons in the space between syllables. In taking my breath away, you remind me to inhale. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lovely. Um, well, I'd love, can, I, can I, is that a gift? Yes. I'd love to receive a gift. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. Well done. It was lovely. Thank you. It's very kind. Um, well, I mean, I love writing poetry. It's my all-time favorite thing to do as someone artistic. And if anyone recognizes any element of what I do as, as a poet, it's, it resonates super strong. So thank you so much for that. That's very kind. Hey, Bills, usefulness. How useful is a salty and sweet popcorn? Well, you can bring it to the cinema in your own right. Or they won't allow you. And really? Mm -hmm. Or you can stuff it in your pockets, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sneak it. Yeah, Sneak it's it. Max. Yeah, yeah. And they sell it in Chicago. Oh, at the cinemas. But can... how, what if you had just like that in your cupboard and like a. Um, a bag of flour, all-purpose, not self-raising. Mm. A bar of chocolate, some marshmallows, and an egg. Mm. Could you do something? Yeah. No. You could make a casserole out of it. Says so it is useful. Could you, like, um, whiz it in a blender and then put it on top of ice cream? Mm. I was going to say, if you, if you smash that into like pulverized pieces. Yeah, virtually nothing. And then put it on top of ice cream and freeze it, then you get a little scoop of it on your ice cream. Or on a cake, or in cookies. I mean, it's very, I think it's pretty versatile. I'm going to, in terms of usefulness, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. That was quite good. Um, and you sold me on that, though. <laughs> I will also give it an 8. It's so high, high scores. High, 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 high scores. Garrett's popcorn, fantastic. Billy and I are going to fight over who takes that home. Um, well, it's me. It was great food. This has been the quote-unquote most intimate uh, Friendship Onion podcast that we've had so far, and we absolutely appreciate all you guys coming. Hopefully, you guys are going to be around for the weekend. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you very much for coming. It's very cool of you guys. And uh, hopefully this kicks off a really fun, really exciting convention weekend for you guys. And if in any way Billy and I can make that more special for you guys outside of cash. <laughs> right? 
we're more than happy to do that. Thanks a lot for coming. Fantastic, thank you. Thank you, have a great evening. We'll see you over the weekend. See you over the weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming to the Friendship Onion.